Welcome back to No Nonsense Storytime. I'm Chris Panico. I'm Robert Hoffman. This week we're going to be reading Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, Horrible. No Good, Very Bad Day. Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad. By Judith Viorst. We do have some apologies to make because we're two weeks behind. We unfortunately recorded an episode a couple weeks ago and had some technical difficulties and lost part of the recording. Right, so if you're wondering why we're not doing Frog and Toad, did we say we are going to do that? We did say that we were going to on yeah. the last... If you're wondering why that's not happening, it's because it did happen and, like Chris said, technical difficulties destroyed it. Yeah. Um, lost forever. It's like Cat in the Hat. Think of it like Cat in the Hat. It happened, but you don't get to find out what happened. Yeah. Someday what we'll probably do is do a, a redo of all the ones that we all just sort of all at once put out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the shame is that we actually cut out right around the time we get some like really heavy conspiracy theories about Frog and Toad. Yeah. yeah. It was a great episode, everybody. You should have been there. You should have been there, but you weren't, and we're gonna move on. Yeah, so yeah, now you, you get Alexander. Yeah. This is gonna be a better episode. Um, oh, let's introduce Rob. Yes. So we introduced him on the episode you haven't heard, so we're gonna introduce him again. This is Rob. Borchert. Hello, Rob. Hi. Welcome to No Nonsense Storytime. I'm glad to be here. We're glad to have you. Would you like to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, so, um, I met Chris. I, I know I'm connected to this podcast through Chris. Met him when we went to URs together. Mm-hmm. Composition students. Um and I knew you back when you had the really long hair and like the goatee. You had like, yeah, you had, had like really, the metal really hair. Yeah, really long hair. Yeah. Yeah, um, eighteen inches long, maybe something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And like we like we talked about this a little bit the last episode we had together. But like it's funny how like our lives moved in this parallel way where like we were both <laughs> students and now we're both teachers in the in the teaching field. Yeah, which I think a lot of um a lot of what we like decided to do this episode together and talk about especially kids books. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we spent a lot of time working with kids, teaching kids. Mm-hmm. Acting like children. Acting like absolute children. Um, so, Rob, you have picked this book for us. Yes. Would you like to tell us a little bit about why you picked the book? I picked the book um, because when I read, like, I never read it by myself. So as a kid, my parents read it to me. But now as an adult, I read it and I have a totally different take on the story. The yeah. way I remember it as a child is totally different from how I read it as an adult. Yeah, so. I, I've had that experience with multiple books that we've read. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rainbow Fish, for example, that we did a few weeks ago. Yeah, I remember yeah. loving it, but turns out it was just that the cover was cool, and the book itself is... Yeah. Eh. Could be better, in my opinion. My opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yep. Very cool. I'm excited to tear up one of your favorite books. It, here's the thing. It, it, the reason why I wanted to pick this as well is because it used to be one of my favorite books as a kid. But now, like, by the way, I apologize to all Caillou fans out there, but this story reminds me a lot of Caillou. And the reason mm-hmm. why I don't like Caillou, like, he just, like, Caillou is a bad friend. Uh-huh. Caillou is a spoiled child. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do not like Caillou. Yeah. And, like, the lot of the problems I had with, like, this story as an adult, I was like, this kid is basically a Caillou. Yeah. In yeah. story form. Yeah. He complains about everything. He, he certainly does. 
Let's let's get right into it then. Would you like to give a sure. recap of the story? Well, before before we do that, I want to talk about the author a little oh, yeah. bit. Talk about Judith Yours. I'm just gonna say a little something about. If anybody else wants to add anything, that is fine with me. Um, something that's interesting about her: she is alive now. She's 88 years that old. That is interesting. That's not the interesting thing. That <laughs> she's was also just from New Jersey. <laughs> she is from New Jersey, like um, New Jersey represent. Hey, Jersey. Okay. She's from Newark too. She's from Newark. Yep. So she's from Sopranos territory. Yeah. So she went to the New York, Newark, New York, Newark College of Arts and Sciences, uh, which is at Rutgers University. She graduated in 1952, okay? Remember that date, 1952. For the next two years, she was a writer. And she did her, her books, and she did her poetry. And then, in like 75, that's like 23 years later, mm -hmm. she's like, I'm going to study Freudian psychology now. And she did. She studied that for six years, and then she became a research graduate at Washington Psychoanalytic Institute. So, Big like, shift. that's that's crazy, right? Yep. So, she was born in 1931. That was f when she was 40. When she was 40, she became that research graduate. It's never too late. It's never too late. No. You can always do something different. Yeah. That's a nice At least thing until you're 40. At least until you're 40. Yeah, that's after that we don't know. We don't know, probably, but we don't know. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> didn't like, um. Alan Rickman not start acting until his forties or yeah. something like that. Yep. There's Crazy. some like inspirational meme on Facebook and on social media that's like passed around and it's like I feel like she's part of that group now where like it's it's like Tina Fey scrub bathrooms at the YMCA until she was like 36 and she yeah. got her auditions and everything and she's yep. like. And then Judith Voorst. Judith Voorst. Yep. Yeah. Well, I about Alan Rickman. I have a feeling he acted before that. Like I don't think he just. But like not as a. Yeah. Career. Yeah. Right. Right. He he made it, that's when he like made his big break in yeah. uh, Die how, Hard. How old was he when he gave us Hans? Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. Was it Die Hard? Yeah. Hans Gruber. Yep. Oh, that's right. Hans yeah. That, I think Hans that was Gruber. his big break. Was Die Hard, and that was when he was. I thought it was some break. like Shakespeare thing. Maybe. Maybe. Well, he reprises... Someone will have to fact check us. Yeah. He reprises his role as Hans Gruber in the Harry Potter books. That as is... Professor as Professor Gruber. Professor Hans Professor Gruber. Gruber, yeah. Yeah, in the books. He plays in the books. <laughs> yeah. He plays him in the books, too. In the movies, he's Snape, but in the books, he is Professor Hans Gruber. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. What is reality? Where's the line? Where's the um, line? Let's talk about it. Want to recap that book now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us about this book. Tell us what happens. Summary of the book is very easy. This kid um, wakes up and, like, everything goes wrong. And he keeps complaining about his horrible, no good, very bad day. Mm -hmm. um, everything's going wrong in his day. And at the very end of the book, after all of his complaints, his mom tells him, yeah, some days are like that, even in Australia. Because Australia is a yeah. recurring theme in this. As it well. is. As yeah. if everything's better in Australia. So I was going to say, the location of this book is not Australia. It's not Australia. Nope. Where is it? I'm not sure. Um, let's see. Do we have any clues here? Yonkers. Yonkers? Do you think Yonkers? Yonkers. I have family in Yonkers. You have family in Yonkers? I do. That's also where Yonkers. Hello Dolly takes place. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. There's like a whole song about like out there, there's a world inside of Yonkers. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's not a show I know very well, to be honest. 
Every single character in Hello Dolly is better than this child in Horrible No Good Very Yeah, Monday, I did not enjoy Alexander myself. Can can I stick up for him just a little bit? You can. I won't sure. make you right. <laughs> but go right. ahead. Here's what I'll say. Alexander is having a really bad day. He is, that's true. Mm-hmm. An amazing number of bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Some would say an impossible number of bad things. So a, a nonsensical number of things. A nonsensical perhaps. number. I know that when I have a bad day, sometimes I can be less than my best self. So sure. it stands to reason that this is not peak Alexander. We only get to witness him on one day. Yeah, that's true. He w- he went to sleep with gum in his mouth. Stupid. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Mo- I'm gonna say most of this is his fault. He set himself up for failure there by sleeping with gum in his mouth. That was stupid, and he shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. But he did wake up with his gum in his hair. He tripped on this skateboard getting out of bed, dropped his sweater in the sink with the water running. What is the layout of his room is what I want to know. That's the beginning of his day. I know. Well, we'll talk about the nonsense (laughs) in there. First off, okay, let's talk about the three things that he did wrong just there. He fell asleep with gum in his mouth. Bad choice. He didn't clean up his skateboard off the floor. Bad choice. He also was playing around with his sweater around a a sink with water in it. By the way, like, I'm kind of wondering, like, how that is possible. That, like, did he, like, take off his sweater around a sink full of water and then just, like, dropped it in? Here's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay? Because I've had somewhat similar things happen to me before. Um, Now, first of all... Do you clean your room up perfectly every night before you go to bed? I do, actually. Good for it you. It gives me horrible anxiety if I don't, for sure. I yeah. don't. I, I generally do, actually, too. Um, I mean... But I, I didn't when I was a kid, for sure. But you know why? Like, No, I actually did it all the time as a kid, too. So, I, as a child, even child me has no sympathy for Alexander not picking up his skateboard. Wow. Well, no sympathy. I mean, good for, good for child you. I think a lot of kids <laughs> would leave their skateboard on the floor. Yeah, sure. 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 But then the other stuff... Okay, so let's the go gum, on. The me. gum thing? That should never happen to anybody. I no. just don't understand. So, I tripped on the skateboard, and by mistake, I dropped my sweater in the sink while the water was running. So, did he get out of bed with a sweater on? No, no, no. I don't think these are all, like... This is the order of things that happened to him. I think he's just skipping the good... Like, he probably took, like, a normal shower. That was fine. He gets out of the shower. The sweater's there in the bathroom. Maybe he has, like, a toilet next to his sink, right? Sure. And the toilet has his clothes piled up in some sort of order on it. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing a sweater, so it's, like, an extra tall pile of clothing, right? And then he turns the sink on to brush his teeth or, or something, and then the sweater just, like, kind of tips over and falls sure. in. That would be annoying. Yeah. That would be annoying. Yeah. Then, Especially uh, after you've already done these other two things. Like, you're in pain from the skateboard. You have gum in your hair. Yeah, I mean, gum in the hair is a really bad way to start the day. So you're, you're only just at the beginning of the day, and you're like, what's the point even anymore? Yeah. As, and as a kid, everything still just happens to you. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, before we get too much farther, sure. we should come up with a moral for the story. Yeah, we're just we, we're just jumping. We just like jumped right groups. into it full steam ahead. Yeah, Rob, we'll we always come up with a moral before. What do you think the moral go. for the story is, Rob? Everyone has a bad day even in Australia. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. Sometimes bad days just happen. I think it's very hilarious that Australia is his, like, epitome of not bad days when you consider the history of Australia and what Australia is like, at least in my understanding. It seems like a place where lots of bad days could happen and have happened. Maybe. How? Why? I mean, because of, like, how it was founded and all of the people that were brought over there because they were oh, yeah. people oh, yeah. in England. Yeah, yeah. And they, that's that's very true. I'm, you know, I feel like he probably doesn't know about that. He forgot yeah, about that's 16. True. <laughs> that's true. He forgot about 16 in this story. So Here's the unanswered question of the book. What does Alexander associate with Australia? Like, what's his fixation with Australia all Steve about? Steve Irwin, maybe? Probably. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's why. Maybe I, well, Irwin. I think it's just far away. It's just like... A, yeah. a place to get away. Like I was saying, as a kid, everything just happens to you. Like, you have mm-hmm. no agency when it comes to, like... If you look at this story, he doesn't get to choose anything. You know? Like, all this stuff kind of just happens to him. I'm, I don't want to defend his attitude too much. Mm-hmm. But just as a kid in general, I think this book is fun for kids because they're so, like, don't have any agency whatsoever. So as a kid, you could think of Australia as, like, I could go there and no one could tell me what to do. Right. However. I kind of feel that way about Australia. You're saying saying he has no agency, but, I mean, he makes choices here. For example, at school, Mrs. Dickens liked Paul's picture of the sailboat better than my picture of the invisible castle. You're right. (laughs) That sounds like a kid who didn't want to draw. You're right. You're right. He got to choose what to draw in his forced drawing period. Imagine you had to do that as an adult. Imagine every day, like, you were forced (gasps) to draw something. That's literally part of my job. You get paid, though. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say, Chris and I, that is part of our job. (laughs) You get paid. It's part of your job. Yeah, I I have the same job (laughs) as Chris. Yeah, we have exactly the same job. Oh, yeah? Cool. Cool. Almost exactly the same job. I have to take kids to the park sometimes. He has the, the, like, upper-level job of me. Yeah. Or rather, I have the lower-level job of him. How old is Alexander, by the way? Because, like... He forgot about 16, so... Wait. question. I always wonder how old he is, because, like, here's the thing. If this kind of thing was in my classroom, and it was, like, kindergarten, like, five and six-year-olds, and someone drew an invisible castle, I would be like, oh, that's awesome. What does it look like? I'd, like, obviously, like, encourage that and, like, talk about that and everything, but if it was, like, if it was a nine- or ten-year-old... I, I would mean, be like, dude. We have five-year-olds who can count far past sixteen. Yeah, so this very is, consistently. This is probably yeah, at counting time. I feel like this is just an example of someone who doesn't know what kids know. You know. So, are you saying he's younger than five? No, I'm saying that the author oh, didn't wow. realize how quick, like how young kids are able to count to numbers. I guess I, I don't know. You could have an older kid that is sixteen is um, it's, like yeah, not great with numbers. Yeah, like yeah. you could be five and miss sixteen a few times for sure. You could be six, even seven, and miss sixteen a few times. I feel I like. Suppose. You know, kids develop a different level. I, I feel like it's possible that he is seven, but I would not put him older than that, given the information we get. Mm-hmm. So he's young, young, cool. I mean, I. I I do understand that, like, kids feel everything all the time. Sure. So, like, even, like, the small things. But then there's a line, like, halfway through the book, which we'll get to where, like, he talks about, like, 
Guess whose mom didn't pack him dessert? I thought that line was pretty hilarious, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it, it was showing, like, quite a, a high level of self-awareness. Now, I liked my marble went down the drain. Don't play with your marbles in the bathtub. Right. I know. I think my favorite is... I hope you sit on a tack, I said to Paul. That's I a- hope the next time you get a double-decker strawberry ice cream cone, the ice cream part falls off the cone part and lands in Australia. Can we talk, yeah. about, can we talk about how horrible a friend Alexander is? <laughs> He's pretty mean. Yeah. Also, But also, like, how well-worded that burn is. Well, I mean, Paul is not a great friend for just, list, like, creating this weird hierarchy and detailing it. He's like, you are my yeah. third favorite friend. Yeah, honestly, that's worse. I think that's certainly worse. Because it, well, okay, I don't think it's worse by itself. Like, but Alexander was retaliating, which makes it better. I think both they both deserve better friends they, than the other one. Uh, maybe neither of them do. <laughs> they don't deserve each other. <laughs> so what's nonsense about this story? This is what I've been racking my brain about. Everything about this story it. is nonsense. Wait, Every before we start, thing. I want to say my actual favorite part. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't let you. It's okay. I thought that my favorite part was the marble one. But my actual favorite part is when his dad says, please don't pick me up anymore. Leave me at the office from now and forever. <laughs> there are definitely, like, parents I can think of that I know that would say that. Yeah. That's very heavy. That, like, he's basically saying, like... I do not like my child. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't pick me up. I definitely could see you liking your child less at work than mm-hmm. in other places. You know? He's saying... I mean, the kid's not picking him up. The family is picking him up, right? Yeah. So he's saying, don't pick me up anymore to the family. Mm-hmm. Is he saying, I'm leaving this family... No, I, I I think he's saying that like work is a place that is not. I know where you are. I know. I'm trying to get some. I'm just trying to like build some something here. There's not a lot of nonsense in this story. That's true. But there's a lot of nonsense but, that could be built into this story. Like the, when I read it as an adult, there's some things I think about. Like um, like one of the things I thought about is what if Alexander's being bugged? Being bugged. Right. Okay. Like say more. What if the narrator is, like, is bugging him? So that's why the narrator knows, like, all his thoughts. Because, like, Alexander's not saying those things out loud until, like, the near the end of the book. He just thinks those things. Well, I thought well, he said Yeah, I mean, he does think it, but it is first person. Oh. I think he's being bugged. He's being... You mean, like, they're reading his mind? Because it is in first person. It starts, I went to sleep with gum, gum in my mouth. So he, he may be being bugged. Mm-hmm. That's for that's for sure. That could be happening. Oh, like, yeah. I'm talking about like, wiretaps and everything. And, like, Certainly. Absolutely. Okay. I think there's a big part of this. I think that there's something about Australia that's in the real. story that we are missing. There's yes. a reason Australia keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe the, the heart of the nonsense. Can I tell you? Can I tell you my evidence for what you just said? It's, a, it's yes. pretty pretty hard hitting. Show my work. Let me show you work. <laughs> this is pretty hard hitting. Okay, he does. He 
he has this Australia idea in his head. Like, it's real ingrained in him. Everything's about Australia, right? And then, when he fooled around with his dad's phone, he accidentally called Australia. That means his dad has been making calls to Australia, Mm -hmm. and he just happened to, like, click a recent call or something. Yeah. That's what's happening, okay? And then at the end, his mom says, some days are just like that, even in Australia. She says that. It's not prompted. Okay. I got it doesn't say that Alexander says, well, what about Australia? No. Right. She just says, some days are like this, even in Australia. She knows that there's something I about think Australia. mom's an informant. And, Something's um, going on. I, I, I think that this is kind of like a, a, a Truman Show type thing, where, like, who is really is real in his life? Okay. Like, I, feel like his, I feel like his mom is absolutely, like, some kind of informant, or is, like, in on the, in on the scheme. The scheme yeah. to make his day bad? Yes. That makes sense, because at the end she's like, oh, honey, some days are just like this. But they're not. I've never had a day where that many things went wrong all in a row. Yeah. Alexander is victim of yeah. a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad gaslighting. That's what he is. Whoa. That might be true. I think that might be true. Yep. So then what, how does Australia factor into this? What is we it? do have the, yeah. the calls to Australia, which I feel like... I mean, what are the chances that he'd be talking about Australia all day, and then he accidentally dials a number and it happens to be Australia? Not possible. Not possible. There's a connection that his family has to exactly. Australia. What if he accidentally, like, star six nines? Like, what's that thing? That no, star six nine. Star six nine, and it's to Australia. That's how he calls Australia. I mean, I... I mean, doesn't Star Six Nine just do like that? Just that just makes it so that whoever answers cannot see your number. Right. right. Let's look up the area code for Australia because I feel like the like putting in the area code is pretty elaborate. Like I kind of wonder like how he calls Australia. It's, well, I it, think Bobby. What Bobby's saying is that it yeah. is like on a list of recent calls that his dad made. Yeah, I'm saying that his dad's been calling Australia for whatever reason, and that's how he has access to his number. Or maybe it's even like a speed dial thing or something. Yeah. Yep. I think, I, I think that that makes sense. But then why is Australia on speed dial? Well, that's, that's what, we what we're know. talking about. What, what is going is on here, Rob? What? Why is Australia on speed dial? So mom and dad both know about Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like everyone knows no, about no, Australia. No, no. Okay, yeah, except no, for he, Alexander. He, <laughs> they both know that Australia is an important... They both have connections to Australia. Yeah. 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 And their son has this weird pseudo-obsession, subconscious obsession with Australia. What if... What if... hmm, I don't know if this fits in with this gaslighting. Ooh, it kind of does. Maybe. What if he's in a witness protection program? Alexander? Yeah. And they used to live in Australia. But he was like a very young child. Uh Uh-huh. So he doesn't remember much of it. But he just has this lingering sense of Australia. So wait, he... So Alexander's in witness protection? All three of them are. Who put, like, is... Why are they... Are they witness protection because of mafia ties, or... Well, I'm not sure why they're in witness protection. Yeah, we don't, we don't what, know for sure, but that's... You know, I think that's a good guess. Theory. Uh-huh. What if they're in witness protection because of ties to an Australian mafia? Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Ready? I'm gonna tie it all together okay. right now. <laughs> Bobby's real good at this. I'm gonna tie it all together. 
Why is Alexander having such a bad day? You want to know why? Because his parents set it all up. Do you want to know why they would do that? Why? It's not because they don't love him. They love him a lot. But it's because they know the repercussions going back to Australia. They know they can't. It's a dangerous place. It's a dangerous place for them especially. Yeah. For We could talk about the reasons, but I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Rob. It's the Australian Mafia. Yeah. and the are, prom- they invo- are they part of the Mafia? No, or are they- no longer. They're in- oh. They're tangentially. Oh. They ratted on the Plot Mafia. Twist. They ratted. Oh, they're... N- yeah. And I think Alexander was just old enough to remember that he lived in Australia, uh-huh. and he was happy there. Uh-huh. And now that he moved to this new place, he doesn't like it. Because kids don't like when they move far away. No. They're just all scared and weirded out by it. And so Alexander went through this phase, but he never got out of it. And mm-hmm. then he's at this age where he can, he now knows enough words, enough stuff to go around and talk about Australia to people. And his parents don't want that to happen. So what do they do? They set up this awful, awful day so that he'll have such a bad day. And he'll talk to his parents afterwards, and they can be like... Days like that happen in Australia all the time, yep. and he'll yeah. have he'll have like <laughs> firsthand experience with what he now considers to be an Australian day, and he'll an never Australian want to go back day. again. Yeah, <laughs> Alexander's terrible, horrible, horrible no, no good, good Australian, Australian day. day. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <clears throat> Alexander also left That's Australia tight. around the age where like he was old enough to understand that how cool it was to like be. Tangentially connected to the mafia and be like, get like, <laughs> oh my god, he's a mafia child. Yeah, he was, he's a mafia child, which means that he probably got some like really cool Christmas gifts. Yeah, I was like really used to that. But then he had, like, like but then he uncles. also had like, <laughs> the thing is like, so Alexander had a memory of like all the One good things father. connected to the mafia, <laughs> but Alexander had no concept of like the awful stuff, like people's like faces getting scraped off of spatulas or something. Like yeah, he, like he has sure. no concept of that. Right. Yeah. So. His parents don't. They want don't to actually go back. use a, uh, a spatula to do it in the Australian mafia. They use a wombat. <laughs> <laughs> they use so, a petrified wombat. Okay, so the one thing that begs the question is, um, why why is his dad calling Australia? You, I would imagine that that would be against like the restrictions of witness protection. Yes. That's why he's doing it at work. <gasps> oh, he's being so sneaky. He's being sneaky because he doesn't want his wife to find out. Uh-huh. Um, is he still in the mafia? He he still has connections, yeah. He's getting kickbacks. He's getting kickbacks, exactly. Uh, he doesn't kickbacks. want his... Doesn't matter. He doesn't want his <laughs> wife to find out. And that's why he says, don't pick me up at work anymore. Uh, well, because he almost got caught because his son called Australia. It's not because his kids are annoying. No. Yeah. It's because he's... I think he's in the dingo shady. trophy smog- smuggling business. Like, he smuggles, like, trophies of, like, dingoes and, like, other oh, animals. Oh, other exotic animals. Yeah. He absolutely Could smuggles be. trophies. And he's still con- he's still involved. Yeah, let's see here. Could let's be. see. What happens at work? Yeah, That's, like, the copy machine. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I love where this has gone, by the way. <laughs> when we picked up my dad at this office, he said I couldn't play with this copying machine, but I forgot. He also said to watch out for the books on his desk... And I was careful as I could be, except for my elbow. Those books on his desk he has to watch out for because they are hollowed out, and inside is the stuff that he's smuggling. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yep. 
Otherwise, why would he specifically mention the books when there's probably a computer there, which is much more... Like, who cares if you knock over some books? Yeah. Who even uses books anymore? Maybe, maybe it's the books that he's cooking. Like, he's maybe he's, oh, it's like yeah. cooked books. Oh, yeah, maybe there's some of that going on there. But, like, he like maybe when Alexander elbows all the books over, he, like, his dad has a stack, for some reason, of regular books, like the books as they are, then cookbooks. Not right. cookbooks, like yeah, chefing, but, like... Yeah, be more clear. I, like, got, I got you. Books, yeah, of making, like, applesauces and puddings. Yeah. Where? And also books that are cooked, like, expenses and everything. Yeah, like, you put them in the oven before work. Yeah, got just, them nice and crispy. Just put the book in the oven before work. Preheated. You're saying, like, cookbooks, is, it's a very confusing term for what you're talking about. Too many cooks. <laughs> Too many cooks. Um, and here's... I'm gonna go a step further. When he picked that up at the office, he said he couldn't play with his copying machine, but I forgot. I think the only reason he mentioned the copying machine is because he knows Alexander and knew he was going to do that and touch it. Sure. Then he has an excuse to say, don't pick me up at work anymore. Oh, yeah. He could be like, sorry, just take the kid home. Those high-level plays. Yeah. But the thing is, like... Here's the thing. I, that probably might be overthinking because that part I'll just chalk up to the fact that like he might be mafia affiliate, but he still hates his son. <laughs> like, okay. He's not mutually So he could hate he, his like, son. He, Fine. He, he could. Have, both things exist at the same time. I really think that he's like go away because he doesn't like his son. Sure. That's it's possible. Maybe, maybe his son has something to do with the reason why I was just about to say they that. had to get into witness protection and he had that. to leave the mafia. His son is the rat. Yeah. And <laughs> Alexander is a hot, terrible, horrible, no good, very bad rat. <laughs> and maybe. Yes. The his mom likes that he did that. Right. Because she likes not being yeah, in the mafia. not being the mafia. That's why she's trying to keep him quiet. Yeah. Meanwhile, dad, he's still he's still in doing the work. He's still wheeling and dealing. He's still wheeling and dealing. I think the real story is not Alexander and his dumb day. <laughs> I think that like, I think that the real story is the the mafia family that's behind Alexander. That's the real story to focus on. Like like his dad, you mean? Yeah, his dad, his dad who isn't in the mafia anymore, but wants to be. His mom who like wants out of the mafia life. Yeah, this is definitely what the book is about. And he's Mafia. got his two brothers, Anthony and Nick. Those are mafia names if I've ever heard. <laughs> Absolutely <that>. mafia names. <laughs> lima beans for dinner no one just does like just like here's lima beans this is your dinner i think it's clearly a setup what if they're if they're a witness protection and what if mom went to the grocery store and ran into someone from from her old life a mafia person from the old life and like all she could get at the store was lima beans like she just said like oh what? maybe okay, so maybe. Which, which begs the question what did mom actually have for dinner Prepare, like what, ready. What I'm wondering. Wait a second. Wait a second. What do you? What grocery store do you go to where you walk in, and then if you saw something you didn't like, you just immediately grab, and the first thing that's closest to you is gonna be lima beans. No, but she like I'm she sure ran to some for lima beans if you want them. She ran into one of the old mafia partners, or like saw him in the store and like didn't want to be seen, so just quickly grabbed lima beans and checked out. I don't even think she paid for the lima beans. She's I think just, she shoplifted. She just stole lima beans and she had it absolutely all shoplifted. Part of the life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's going back to her old ways. <laughs> He's just stolen lima beans. Uh, what else we got in here? 
<laughs> really doing good at taking out the nonsense and yep. not adding any back in. <laughs> um, this makes so much more sense. The now. Mickey Mouse nightlight burned out and I bit my tongue. I love that end part. And, and I bit my tongue. And I bit my tongue. <laughs> I have a question. At any, po- at any point in the future, does Alexander go back to Australia? And if so, what happens to him? Yeah, that's probably the next book. It's it's hard to say. There are other books yeah, after this one. Uh, I've never read them. Me neither. But I hope he's okay in Australia. We'll see. I, this... I don't like his chances. Yeah, me neither. But... Witness protection is no joke. You know what? I'm not convinced it's witness protection. Uh-huh. I think we're right about the situation, but it could just be like they move. You they know, chose to try to get out of the life. Yeah. Or the mom chose and the dad went along with it but doesn't want to. Right. I mean, yeah. I, either way. Either way. Yeah, I think you're right. It doesn't necessarily have to be witness protection. This is great. I think we did it, Yeah, boys. I think we nailed it. Killed it. Um, Anything else you want to... I think... I think we got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't mean like in this. I just like anything else you guys want to say. You know? Nah, I'm solid. About my hair. Don't be a rat, is what I got to say. Don't don't, don't snitch. Is that, is that oh, yeah. We're, let's wait. You, we're going to do the. Yeah, new moral, right? New moral, yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't be a snitch. Don't be a snitch. It's a good one. That's um, solid. Australia's not that great. Um, If you have mafia ties, get away while you can. Get away, while, get away while you can. All I see in this dad's future is more trouble. Oh, yeah, definitely. In fact, even forget about Mafia. Just get away while you can. Yeah. <laughs> get out of the game well while you can. If you quit in your prime, doesn't matter what oh, you yeah. do. Quit in your prime. Go Retire, out on top. Go out on top. Yeah. Now we're... T- I'm... What I'm talking about is if you're in a bad situation <laughs> and you've... <laughs> if you have an okay doesn't matter don't even worry about your bad situation if you're in any situation and you see an opportunity to leave really think about it really think about when's the next time I'm going to have an opportunity to leave do I want to be in this situation until that next opportunity will that opportunity ever come even if it's like a kind of good situation like let's say you're in the mafia and you're happy mm-hmm there's always a chance for that to go real south. Oh, yeah. This opportunity comes up. It's your only opportunity ever to leave. You're almost sure about that. Yeah. What are the chances you get another opportunity like this? It's better to take it. I agree. You know, you've lived that life. You've had that glory. Now, move. Raise your sons. Yeah. Make a better life for them. It's not about organized crime. It's not. Also, I know you hate your son, but you still got to raise him. Yeah. Love your son. That's a good moral. Love your son. Love your son. Love your daughters, too, but there aren't any of those in this story. Don't be a snitch. Raise your son. And also, Australia's not great. Yeah. I'm Robert Hoffman. And I'm Chris Panico. And I'm Rob. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming uh, coming back and listening to this, our newest episode of No Nonsense Storytime. Next week, we will be doing Amelia Bedelia by Peggy Parrish. Um, one of the books that I hated most as a child. 
One of the books that I don't think I ever read as a child, despite mm. knowing about it. I like it now, but as a kid, yeah. I was really, I was like, that was, I hated it. I hated what? it. Sorry, Peggy Parrish, but I did. I'm excited to experience it. In the meantime, if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, suggestions, email us at nononsensestorytime at gmail.com. Find us at anchor.fm. Yeah. Um, or wherever else you get podcasts from. Yep. And Facebook, too. Yeah, like us on Facebook. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. See you then. Rob, any closing Any closing thoughts? Thank you so much, by the way, for coming on the show. It was great. I have to have you again sometime. Uh, do, you, do you have any thoughts about any anything you'd like to say? You know, your goodbye to the audience, because this is the last time you'll be talking to them for, for a while, probably. Absolutely. Um, shout out to the fellows for having me on. Um, and um, don't be a rat. <laughs>